I'm sure you've heard other stay-at-home moms say this before. We we tend to not give ourselves the credit or any credit because we're like, well, we just, you know, we're just at home or we just manage the house. Um, but when you think about it, there's so many things we have to do in one day when we're running a household. Welcome to Reps and Redemption, a podcast for moms who want to prioritize their health and build strength from the inside out. Hey there, mama. I know you long to find the joy in all the things homemaking and motherhood while showing your kids that you don't have to give up on yourself, your goals, or your desired quiet time with Jesus just to be a good mom. I'm your host, Ashley Harvey, former college athlete, wife, homeschooling, faith-filled homemaker, mom of four, nutrition and strength training coach. If you're ready to take control of your health, lose fat, build muscle and faith, you're in the right place. Grab that iced coffee and let's dive in. Hey there, welcome back to Reps and Redemption. I am so glad you're here. We are in a new month, a new week. I love starting the week on Monday and I use a lot of Sunday afternoons and evenings for planning. And this month in particular, I really want to talk about self-care and how we can love this life as a stay-at-home mom, as a homemaker, and make the time to take care of our health and our one and only body. So this episode might be for you if you want to be more present with your children You always want to be able and available to connect with your husband and have fun in your marriage, go deeper with God, and just be healthy, have energy, and enjoy the season that you are in. And I mean, let's be totally on the same (laughs) level playing field here. This life is crazy sometimes. I'm pretty sure we can all agree on that. There is no secret formula, so I don't want to pretend that I have all the answers for you, but I do think I have learned a few things along the way that may help you. So today, what I want to talk to you about is those things that I've learned along the way. And I think it's really important to really determine, um, which we're going to visit in a few minutes, um, our why into our health and why it is important and to stop looking at it like it's selfish. So I really want to cover that topic today too. But a couple of the things that I want to talk about first is since this month, I really want to focus on self-care mainly because it's, you know, it's a new month. It's May, which in May we have Mother's Day. And although you can listen to this episode at any time throughout the year, And I've learned that when it comes to homemaking, you know, I used to consider myself or just say like, yeah, I'm a stay-at-home mom or wham. There's nothing wrong with this, of course. But I realized I was just scratching the surface of what my role or multiple roles, right, (laughs) truly entailed. When you're homemaking, you're taking care of your house, the children, connecting with your spouse. Maybe you're learning how to sew. Maybe you're learning how to make homemade sauerkraut like I have. Um, these past few months, there's a big difference. And I realized that I was selling myself short in the sense of when people asked me 
what I did, I would just, I would say, oh, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. And I think we can honestly discredit and devalue this role a lot, especially in conversation when we aren't extremely confident in (laughs) what it is we're doing because it feels so chaotic and others' opinions might think it's not as challenging as it is and beautiful at the same time. This is extremely important um, to just realize that there is so much purpose and can be very a pleasure-filled role because you get to do these things that some people, I, I believe, and I know some women would dream to stay at home with their kids. And if, if you don't, that's okay. If you have a career outside of the home, that's okay. This episode is geared more towards those of us who do stay home. And you can still listen. I'm sure you can glean some awesome tips. But I think I was selling myself short when people asked me, like I said, because I lacked the confidence and I didn't really see the value. Um, I, I didn't really feel like I was adding since I wasn't adding to the family, you know, financially speaking, which I think I'm sure you've heard other stay at home moms say this before. We we tend to not give ourselves the credit or any credit because we're like, well, we just, you know, we're just at home or we just manage the house. Um, But when you think about it, there's so many things we have to do in one day when we're running a household and we're taking care of our incredible blessings. So I'm going to give you a rule. Number one, stop selling yourself short. I think this will help you along the way. Find more joy in the art and process of being a stay-at-home mom and a homemaker. When you talk down about what you do or you speak down about the roles that God has placed you in, we don't value them as much and our gratitude is very limited or non-existent and it becomes more hectic and more of a headache than an actual like wow I get to do this I don't have to do this but I get to and I've learned to love homemaking Um, and I have another tip for you when it comes to homemaking so you you don't absolutely have to love the laundry you don't have to love cleaning the toilet I mean come on (laughs) but there is something to be said for the gratitude of those things as well as other things for example like one of the my least favorite chores is laundry and honestly cleaning the toilet I don't really enjoy those but I've learned to love them through gratitude and sometimes what that looks like is you know I will think about my trip to Guatemala and think about how they didn't have toilets or running water and thank the Lord for what I do have and that I actually get to clean it and I have supplies to clean it as far as laundry kind of the same thing like I actually have laundry we've had been provided for that my kids have multiple clothes and I don't have to do laundry every day I need to do it every three to five days depending on the week and I am very blessed to have those things and then also listening to a podcast while doing the laundry or house chores at the same time is really helpful because you don't feel like you're in a rut or you're just like, oh, I got to get this done. You're enjoying the time that is maybe you have, like me, I have uh, a five and one-year-old that are younger, 
But if the one-year-old is napping and we're done with school and I'm not doing any work, usually Monday I do a bunch of laundry, I can listen to her playing in through one ear. It sounds like a lot, but we multitask, right? And I have one earbud in the other ear. And I'll pick usually shows that I that I am, you know, prone to choosing are on the short side, like less than 30 minutes, just because that is my season. I, I love, there are shows that I listen to that are an hour to two hours long, but those take several days. So I'll either play that back, you know, hop on where I left off, or I will listen to a shorter, shorter episode of something kind of like this show. So um, I wanted to share that with you. It's kind of a little trick that I've learned and maybe that's what you're doing right now so more power to you mama if you're doing some chores right now while you're listening to the show I hope that I am encouraging you right now to have some gratitude and just really realize that we are indeed blessed to be able to have the things that we do have whether a lot or a little but on my list here is less is more so the less stuff the less plans the less busyness the less we have to clean up, the less we have to organize, the less we have to mess with. And I have learned that, you know, having less for me, um, you know, I, I have kind of a pack rat <laughs> mentality. And I have learned over the years that, especially with having kids, I can't have all this stuff. I will get so overwhelmed. I have a long way to go. We are not minimalists by any means, but I believe parts of our home, like we have a reading room, a living room, parts of our home are getting there. Our kitchen, I really want to become more minimalistic. I don't need to be a minimalist, but I'm leaning more towards the beauty of that slow, clean life and less is more. One of the other tips I have for just learning to love the role of homemaking, like I like I said, like we're not going to love every chore. Some of them are, you know, just so repetitive and monotonous. But the other one that I have learned actually this year, this past year, is find something to do in regards to homemaking that you wanted to learn. This has really been a game changer for me because I always just stuck with my, the laundry, the, you know, the floors, the mopping, the cleaning, the kids stuff, the rooms, but I didn't really think about how I could help, you know, meal prepping is one thing for sure. So that would be somewhat of a bare bones, you know, or maybe middle of the road goal to find something to learn how to do if you're not used to doing that, and we've been doing that for a while. So one thing I've always wanted to do is I've wanted to make my own bread. I like bread. <laughs> I love I love bread. I My kids like certain breads. I usually get like the, the seven grain bread um, and try to stay along like super small ingredient list, but even then. And I've always wanted to make it. It always intrigued me. I thought I could never do it asked a few people about it. They didn't really know much about it. But then YouTube is a really powerful thing. And so far I have made seven, no, eight, because I, I it yields two, but eight sourdough loaves of bread. 
And because I invested the time and the energy in reading about it and preparing it, now this was, this has been a three month process because it took almost two months for my starter, my sourdough starter to become mature enough to use to make the bread rise. Now I am not a pro at this. I am still a newbie, but my last sourdough loaf was one of the best I've ever tasted. So I'm pretty proud of myself. There is nothing more satisfying than taking bread out of the oven that you made yourself. This is just something that I have learned, um, wanted to learn how to do. It's also a f considered a fermented food and it's the gluten is broken down more. It's a healthier bread. Um, my husband and I are O blood type and we, we do a lot of the old blood type, you know, I don't want to call it a diet, but um, way of eating. So we are more paleo. And um, if you're going to eat a bread, one of the suggestions by this doctor in the book is to have more uh, fermented foods. But if, if you're going to have it, have seven grain bread or sourdough, those are the ones that are good. He also talks about cheese and things like that. But I've learned how to do this. And since then, because I created this, these cultures and this sourdough starter, I have made bagels from scratch. I have made pizzas, pizza crusts. I have made, I'm trying to think of everything, um, pancakes, waffles, donuts. And, you know, I can still figure out the macros. I've done it for some of the things so my husband can have it because he tracks pretty closely. But it's just so grat like it's just so gratifying. <laughs> making my own bread and then having my kids try things that I've made from scratch and not processed out of the bag. But that's something that I've always wanted to do. So it's actually really improved my outlook and how I run my home and planning meals, things like that. It's just really helped. Like, how can I make this more homemade or more from scratch? And one of the other things that I've made which is so easy and super awesome and affordable is sauerkraut. If you like it, and it's I've talked about it before on the show, it's really great for your digestive system. It has a ton of probiotics. It goes with pretty much everything. I mean, my 20-year-old my daughter, she loves it, but <laughs> not so much my 5-year-old and my 1-year-old, but we'll get there. You have to introduce things several times. So I just wanted to share those tips with how to love being a homemaker mom and finding time for your health. So when it comes to homemaking, just having more gratitude, find something to do in regards to homemaking that you've wanted to learn and having less is actually more. So I wanted to share those pieces with you, but now to the bulk of <laughs> what I wanted to share with you is how do we, you know, how do we find time and how do we prioritize it? And let me tell you, I'm not an expert at this because I feel like so I learn something new every day in regards to managing my time more wisely. But I have learned over the last few years, especially since I had my first baby, who is now five, and then also my bonus daughter, who is now 20. I had her when she was 12. <laughs> but to be more realistic, for example, the past few weeks, I have felt when it comes to time, just burdened with all the things I want to get done, but I haven't had the time to do, which I'm going to be completely, you know, honest here. It's made me bitter in some ways. Like I'll snap at my kids if I don't get to do what I want to do, or if I haven't completed what I wanted to complete. So first after apologies, and then, you know, 
many I'm sorry's, I shouldn't have, you know, said that, or I shouldn't have been, that you're more important than my computer, (laughs) things like that. And realizing that I was missing moments because I was so annoyed that I didn't quite have the time. I, I, what I decided to do was just take inventory of all the things I wanted to get done and really buckle down on when would the best time be to do this thing. So I realized the hours I was expecting, for example, to work on this show, my website, my course creation, my nutrition certification, all the work regarding to this show added up to almost 30 hours a week. Now, 30 hours on top of all the momming, homemaking goals I have for myself, not to mention to be present with my kids and have fun, spend time with my husband, that kind of thing. That kind of time is not something I have. And for the 10th time in my life, I had to realize it again and accept it. So what I decided to do is, you know, after I was thinking about this, like, you know, normally we do this during nap time and she's up a little bit early or, you know, I'm a little frustrated because I sat down to do some deep work, but it wasn't the moment to do deep work because, you know, you need some time to get into it and then time to process and time to dive in. And, and it just wasn't the time to do that kind of stuff. So I really had to do a time audit and I, you know, you can try this. So you're going to get out a paper, piece of paper, planner, list the things you want to accomplish each, each week. And when it comes to, You know, my workouts, I aim for 30 to 45 minutes of exercise five to six times per week. And this one for me is a lot easier than work things because exercise has already become a habit for me and it's something that I do with my kids. So my kids and I go to the gym almost every day at about 10 a.m. as of now. Of course, the time has changed. You know, you you have like five naps when they're a newborn, maybe more. And then they drop to three and then two. So the time exact time has evolved and it's about 10, 10 a.m. We go to the gym and I get a good workout in 30 to 45 minutes. Then I go do some laps in the pool or get a quick shower and get ready for the day. And that's become a lot easier for me. But I wanted to give you my challenge of how I found more time. So I used the show for an example anyways to show the inner workings of what I wanted to accomplish each week. So examples, I broke them down into tasks and how long each task would take me. So recording, editing, all those things, um, making a promo post. And I realized (laughs) to keep this show, you know, this passion project running successfully and to share quality information, words and community with all of you. Ideally, eight hours per week is what I really need, but two of those hours are on projects. So, you know, it's not an immediate necessity. So I'm looking at a necessity of six hours per week and then my workouts five to seven hours per week. So we'll call that six hours. So I'm looking at 12 hours per week I need to myself to work on a passion project and my own health, my own physical fitness and prioritize that. So then I, I asked, well, what can I do or what can I accomplish while my kids are awake? Because a lot of us tend to, and I've done this, I did this for years. We tend to, um, 
I guess, just forfeit sleep uh, to get things done. And I think there is a time and a season to do that. We're going to have to do it on either end at some point for a little bit. But I, I realized that that is not healthy, um, especially uh, coming from a nutrition coach standpoint and knowing my own personal goals um, of wanting to build more muscle and become stronger that <laughs> I, I don't, the quote, that quote is not true. Sleep is not for the weak. Uh, sleep is absolutely necess- a necessity and necessary to become stronger. So I try to look at these goals and how to find more time for prioritizing my own physical fitness as to what can I do or accomplish while my kids are awake. So it's not something that is taking from, you know, the six to eight hours of sleep that I get at night, which is still sometimes broken up. My one-year-old is almost there. (laughs) And we have nights of straight through sleep and we have nights of she might need me or just a little pat on the butt for a minute or two. It's something very simple, but we're almost there. But here I am <laughs> in the third trimester with a little guy going to show up very soon. And I'm going to be there again with the continual, I don't want to call it sleepless nights because you can get sleep, but it, you just really have to focus on taking it when you can get it. So I don't recommend missing too much sleep. It's not going to aid in your health goals. It's only going to hinder them. So that's why I think doing this assessment, this time audit, so you can really see like, okay, maybe it's maybe for you, it's not 30, 45 minute workout. Maybe for you, it's an hour or maybe an hour and a half, or maybe for you, it's 15 minutes in the living room while your kids are playing. You have to find where you can do these things and how you can do them successfully. So at the end of the day, when you tuck your kids in, our last little one goes to bed, honestly, kind of (laughs) late, but that's homeschool life for us. And we are, we run late, like run later in the day, but we usually walk out of our room around 930. So we want to be, and I know I want to be ready to retire for the evening, maybe read for a little bit. Or, you know, I try, I've tried to work. And then I realize like being on the computer for another hour before bed, and then I'm not getting into bed till midnight, which I have done. I'm not going to lie. I'm not perfect at this. But I think if we can ask, when can we do these things throughout the day, the daylight hours, it's really gonna show us, you know, where we can the things that we can't do in, you know, when our kids are awake, like right now, I need nap time, or I have to wake up early or stay up late to record shows. I can work out while they're awake, because my gym has child, child care, excuse me. And that's easy, the gym. <laughs> right now, you know, I'm, I was outlining this very show while my one year old was napping yesterday, and my five year old was playing on the floor <laughs> with flour on the floor, and made a huge mess. But yeah, I I cleaned it up and had her clean it up with me when I was done. And then right now, this is the day after I outlined and my husband is with our five-year-old. They're playing downstairs. My one-year-old is sleeping. And I came to this realization that 
some of the things and some of the goals I want to have might be done in pieces. And when it comes to, you know, taking care of your health and your body, you might get a good, you know, body weight workout in 15 minutes or so in your living room. And then you can go for a walk later with the kids in the stroller. And it doesn't have to look like everyone else's or what, you know, maybe you hoped, like I hoped for a 30 hour work week. That was crazy. I realized that was my dream time, but I wasn't being realistic with my current season or preparing well for the future of having a newborn very soon. And again, if you don't know, I have two young daughters and an adult daughter, and I'm currently entering the third trimester with baby boy. For me, my faith, my family, and my health are my most important and urgent priorities. So I hope this episode has encouraged you. I hope it has kind of showed you how to, or maybe given you some ideas of how you can love being a homemaker and a mom and find the time to prioritize your health. After you find one or two things you want to learn to make your home a more peaceful place or fun place or do something that lights you up, I want you to think about the kind of exercises you enjoy. And then also, where can you give yourself time to prioritize your health every day? Think about your day. Think about how your day flows. Think about your morning routine. Think about your kids and who you have to care for. And when can you do this every day? Seven, and, and how long is it? Is it 17 minutes per day? Is it 30 minutes? When will you do it? It's very helpful <laughs> to do it. If you, I, I do a block schedule, so I have five blocks a day. Usually my first block, no, my second, I'm sorry, my second block is my workout block. So it's kind of helpful to have a block schedule. It gives you, it gives you a little bit of room to m- maneuver this, but having the same time consistently will help you and wherever you find it works best. And then, you know, like for me, if you, if we're all tucked in and done by 9, 9.30, you know, don't ask me to work out. That's a hard no. And I love working out. <laughs> so for me, I have to do it earlier in the morning, preferably before lunch. And then I want you to ask yourself why, and this needs to be about you more specifically. Why do you want to prioritize your health? Why do you want to find more time to work out, lift weights, go to a spin class, you know, work on aerobics, work on stretching, more so strength training, like, and how will you know you have achieved this? Is it a box you will check? Will you reward yourself, you know, at the end of the day with a small piece of chocolate? Like, what is your why and how will you know you've achieved this? And, you know, I I want you to remember that exercise is going to help you recover from stress. You know, we have all kinds of anxiety nowadays and it just helps you release more endorphins it has been known to cure mental and physical ailments this is not selfish exercise working out making time for yourself to go for a run or a walk is not selfish so stop being selfish and telling yourself that it is (laughs) let me know how you plan on enjoying homemaker life, and how you find the time to start prioritizing your health to the next level.
If this episode inspired you, will you share with a friend? I would be so grateful if you would leave a podcast review on your listening app of choice. Remember, the content provided in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please seek the advice of your qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical or health condition. Remember, be bold, mama, and live well. Until next time.